Hey, this is LaCole Rose and the Fret Sisters are back for season two of our Between Frets podcast. I know you missed us and we surely missed you. So come along and join us as we dive into the second season of Between Frets. What is good, everybody, and welcome to Between Frets, a space where female musicians who play string instruments meet and discuss all things music and other tea. Hint, hint. <laughs> um, I'm Sean, Shawnee, Sean Marshall, and we back for season two. We had a break during the summer. My break was great. Went to Virginia Beach with the family. Went to Six Flags for my son's birthday. And out of, except for me, everybody else went to um, Summer Nam at Nashville, Tennessee, and I wish I came, but mommy duties and marketing director, you know, work is never done. <laughs> so out of all during our breaks, we have family vacays, we've been gigging, studio session, and also prepping for our new season. And um for this show and this season will be more like I would just say it will top last season because what I learned that your new project or new season has to be better than the last and that's what we're about to do this season so when we come back we will have our guest Jennifer Bliss joining in with us so stay tuned for more And we're back, ladies and gents. I am here with singer, songwriter, guitarist, and instructor Jennifer Blitz. So let me get y'all a little short bio about this talented and inspiring woman for the listeners that um, don't know about her. Um, She is an accomplished guitarist, prolific, I will put it in quotes, prolific songwriter and sweet soulful vocalist. She is a modern-day musical renaissance woman. Mm, wow. Yes. Inspired by the first talents such, that, such as Jimi Hendrix, Prince, Israel Haunton, Sting, and Cheryl Crow. So, Jennifer, how are you today? I am doing wonderful. I'm just excited, and I'm just thrilled to to that you reached out to me this way. And I think that what you're doing with uh, this podcast and with Fret Sisters is awesome. So, yes, I love it. I'm doing great. Well, uh, first of all, as on uh, behalf of the rest of the founders and the show, thank you for joining in with us today. Been following you for a while on social media. You are very talented and I really enjoyed your playing and your way of sharing your talents and your story to the world like ministering your testimony I would Mm -hmm. say thank you you're welcome you are so welcome um I'm gonna start here when you grow up when we was growing up uh, what was your earliest memory of music and what was your very first instrument to introduce uh, music in your life? Well, I know I remember when I was growing up that um, my mom really always loved Stevie Wonder and she would start every weekend Saturday trying to get us up out of bed playing um, songs in the key of life. Mm. So 
um, um, she, I would always hear loves indeed and love today that intro and then she trying to get us to trying to be nice about getting us to wake up earlier <laughs> and so there was music always in our house but um, I do remember I think when I was six or seven um, my I have an older brother and he he played guitar and I'm the youngest of four and I always wanted to be like my brother when I was growing up and so he was playing tinkering away at his his guitar and I was like I want to play guitar too and he said girls can't play guitar and I was like Rrr! and that's all she wrote so <laughs> next, oh, next it, it, it actually did lead me to the next question so your brother actually um inspired you to like want to grow um, play guitar when you was growing up yeah he did but not in like a, a like a very nice and sunshiny way and a like girls can't play guitar way and I got mad so I started taking guitar lessons <laughs> <laughs> that kind of way he will never I think he, I don't think he will ever admit to it but you know that's 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 what that's what I remember and so I start actually guitar was really my um first instrument and then when I started, uh, when I was in junior high or just kind of getting into later into school, um, I wanted to be involved in um, in band stuff. So I picked band instruments. I played the I played the flute and I played the French horn in our wind ensemble stuff. But and then I always played the guitar in the jazz band and that kind of stuff. Wow, that mm-hmm. is so amazing. Mm-hmm. So when you first took in, taking guitar lessons, what was your very first guitar? And what was the first learn, song that you learned? Well, ironically, you know, I started taking guitar, I think when I was six or seven, and just learning basic, uh, you know, classical uh, guitar stuff um, out of a regular book. And then um, I um, I remember play, learning like, like a this thing called Spanish Romance. It's a, a classical a Spanish Spanish guitar kind of song. But, and, and I was always learning those kinds of um, classical things. But it wasn't until I went to college and I joined the jazz ensemble at Spelman College where I started really learning how to not be dependent on sheet music. Like I, I like I would play in the jazz ensemble and Mr. Jennings, oh, everybody loves Mr. Jennings. He's he used to have the jazz ensemble at Spelling College. And so he wouldn't give me um, he would say, play something different. You played that before. Or he would say, OK, play something else. Here's the here's the sheet music, but play something else. So he, he was the first uh, instructor that really forced me to improvise and to access a different approach and a different way of thinking when approaching music. But the, to answer your question, the first song I remember learning was Spanish Romance. So when you first started gigging, like, did you like tell us a little experience on your first gig ever in life? Yeah, it was. I was nervous as everybody is, and I was probably nervous for like for a long time. I, I think the first I was a part of jazz ensemble, as I mentioned, at Spelman College when I was in college, and then. Once I was in the jazz ensemble for a few, few years, uh, I started getting um, called to do gigs with other students. And there was a club in, in Atlanta that's no longer here anymore, but it was called the Parrot, the yes. Parrot Club. And so I, I remember being a part of a dr- jazz tr- trio playing some jazz music over at the Parrot Club. 
and making like 50 bucks or something. <laughs> and I was like, wow. And um, so that was, it was, that was interesting. Just, I would play um, these one-off little gigs, but I really didn't start doing more and more gigs until I was in, in my own band called Edith's Wish. That was, a, that was about a couple years after, about three years after I graduated from college. And then we started, it's an all black female rock band. And, oh. and we started, um, we really, it was really kind of a big thing. Um, the greatest band it never was. <laughs> anyway, but um, but we, we played uh, around the, the Southeast a lot. So just gigging in bars and different, and, you know, events and venues and, um, you know, making those kinds of, um, you know, little gigs because we didn't really take home any money. All the money went back into investing in the van. But yeah, that's how I started out. Well, a lot of people, when they're performing, they have these funny, crazy moments during the performance. Do you have any funny moments on happen to you on stage? Um, funny, funny. I, I well, I more unusual. Like I remember, I was playing at one gig. Oh, you know what? I was playing at some church gig. I was subbing for some church gig, and the amp actually caught on fire <laughs> Ooh. so it was like it started steaming and i was like wait what's that smell okay what 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 and then all of a sudden it went brr, it was up in flames actually that happened to me twice whoa Got it. <laughs> and one was like years and years ago one was like last year i was like what in the world what's going on with this electricity and then um and then i remember um I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a Christian woman. I'm a peaceful woman and all that kind of stuff. But um, I, every now and then I, I, when I first started subbing for corporate gigs, like I got called to this corporate gig and it was at this college, at this college party. And of course there are all these drunk, drunk college kids around that are trying to kind of get all up on you and spilling their beer. But I have a nice amp and I have nice gear and I don't want you spilling your stuff on my, my, my amp. So I just remember like pushing people away and then just like, you know, just having to get a little bit rough with people that were trying to get too close. And I was like, nope. But, you know, it's always fun. And, and, and you know, when you're gigging with musicians, you know yourself like we're we tend to be a, a funny crew uh, clowning and joking and having fun uh, off stage. So I guess there are a lot of funny things that can happen. Yeah, you were the first person that I talked to that said that your amp was on fire and smoking yeah like the first person that i talked to that said that <laughs> yes. happens that's really shocking i was like next time you're going to gig actually have in this fire extinguisher right next right. to it just in case <laughs> yes that's happened that's happened so what moment did it hit you that like you just want to actually want to make a living doing music for time or was there another career path you desired as a child other than music now, this is a very interesting story and a very true story, okay? Mm -hmm. I, I, you know, I, when I had my first round with music and I did the Edith Swish thing and it was really successful, this bidding war, and, you know, that seemed like it could be the path, but it didn't work out. And then I just went back to just, you know, getting a regular job. And I worked different admin jobs, executive assistant jobs, working at library organization jobs. So I never really felt like I wanted to do music full time. Um, I was I was just playing, you know, but I was always playing. I was playing at church. I was doing occasional gigs. 
but um, that's kind of what I was kind of settled into. And then um, it was actually 11 years ago. I got I got fired from my 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 regular square job on some BS. Mm. <laughs> got fired, girl, fired. And then um, this is on a Thursday. And so this is the first time I've never ever in my adult life not had a job. So I was like, la, la, la. So Monday comes around, Tuesday comes around, and I'm just kind of praying in the morning, la, 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 praying. And this doesn't happen that often, but I definitely heard, like, God was telling me, God, and this doesn't really happen to me that often. God told me this or whatever, but it's like, I want you to play music. And I was like, what? And I was like, what? And then um, it's not something that I was asking for that I wanted necessarily. And I was like, you know, um, also the Bible says this test the spirits. And it's like, well, I didn't, uh, well, if this is really God, well, I didn't want to do music full time because I didn't want to be broke. <laughs> <laughs> so I said, God, is this is really you. This is a true story. I'm telling you, this is, uh, if this is really you, then I ask that you generate an opportunity for me to play, to make money playing music today. Today, George, that today. And so, Within 24 hours, I had an email in MySpace, which is tell you how long long ago this was, in MySpace, really basically offering me the Music Soul Child gig. That and that's what happened. And our first, this was in um, October, and then um, they had auditions and everything. But I got in, and then we started rehearsing. And our first gig, my first gig playing with Music Soul Child, was um, in January, the day that Barack Obama was inaugurated. In 2009. Wow, that's that's very historical. Yeah, I mean, it's a true story. It's like it's like that's that's just how it happened, and so it was really more it was really more of like God kicked me out into this venue, into doing music full time, and so whenever I get whenever stuff gets tough or I, I feel challenged, I kind of go back to that moment, and it helps me to kind of stay focused, and 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 renew my um my, my mojo so to speak. But while you were uh, performing anything, do you have like any favorite venues that you uh, performed at? Well, I remember um, I like to perform at venues where you can um, really experience and interact with uh, the crowd, but the stage is decent and the sound is decent. (laughs) You know, I played at several venues around Atlanta and the sound is always crappy and you can't hear anything. But um, I like... As far as playing here in, in the metro Atlanta area, I really like playing at the Mabel House Amphitheater. Yeah. It's like it's it, it's it's a big it's a nice outdoor venue, and and whenever I've played there, the sound, the front of house people, and the um and just the sound the the sound folks are really awesome, and it's a nice big stage, but it's not so big that you can't um, interact with people that are in the in the audience. And I do remember actually when I was playing with um, Music Soul Child that they they had a uh, we, we we were touring Japan at the time and we played at Billboard Live in Japan in Tokyo and it's it's kind of like a it's a really nice venue but it's like it has a dinner club aspect to it but it's a really up, upscale kind of nice venue to play at so I remember that being um, being being a really nice nice spot as well. But what makes a spot really nice is, for me, is if they have quality 
a quality stage, quality sound experience, and you can you can it's easy to interact with your band and with the uh, with the audience. Well, to all the listeners, when y'all trying to get a venue to play, make sure <laughs> don't have no crappy sound no, in your performance. Have, don't have no Uncle Denzel crunchy sound. That's, that's, that's <laughs> we we do not want that in our performances. <laughs> no, no, ma'am. No, we do not. No, <laughs> no, nope, 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 nope. What I learned that you actually did have a recent uh, solo project out. Can you tell our listeners about um, your project? Well, yeah, I'm working on uh, my project right now. It's called Everything Under the Sun. And um, it's it's a lot of my original songwriting um, songs that I'm um, that I'd be doing. And um, and it's just a, and I'm really what I'm probably going to be doing is just releasing singles until and then once I have the meat of the album, then I'll re- release it as a full album. But that's what I'm working on right now. Yay! <laughs> and I will certainly let y'all know so you so 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 you can check it out and 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 you know give me give me your some feedback and hopefully share it along. It's going to be a really great album. Well, I'll be looking forward to that. We going once we listen to it and once you figure out the release of the date we are going to promote it on our social media page well thank you darling i appreciate it yeah we are definitely going to spread the word and support each other as women because it's hard for us out there in the music industry which is so male dominant yep that's very true All right, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with some more Between Frets after these messages. So I understand you're now uh, also a guitar teacher and how did that come about that? Or in, when you was in college, um, you did like um, different um, ensembles there. Did you have any classes? Like, uh, was any music was your major? You know what's funny is that I was not a music major, wow. and a lot of a lot of musicians I know were not music majors. A lot of them are, but a lot of them aren't. I was an English major, and I see I was like I played music because I loved music, but it wasn't something that I was really originally intending on doing professionally until like actually I graduate when I graduated Spelman and I was like doing music all the time I had a good, a good friend said you know what you you know you're a musician I don't know what you're thinking about going back and being a going back to Cleveland and doing whatever and I was like you know what you're right so I decided just on a just a, a, on a leap of faith to stay down in Atlanta and pursue music in some kind of way I've been teaching you know for for, for as long as I remember just spot off people would come up to me and ask um, if you could give them guitar lessons because they'd hear me play and see if I and ask if I taught. But really, more recently, like I would say, in the past five years, I've made more of an effort to turn it into a really solid side hustle and business because I really, really enjoy it. I um, one thing that I do miss out on um, when you're on stage is personal interaction with people I mean I'm a, I'm very much a, per, a people person I'm kind of like I, I love the idea of tribe and the, the the as far as you know your community and and everybody is connected in that way 
I love doing life with people. I love being able to mentor and connect with people. And um, guitar lessons is how I do that. And I really have a knack for it. And actually, I, I, I have a handle where I like to help people awaken their inner rock star. <laughs> and so I really, really enjoy it. So it's really turned out to be a wonderful experience that I, I, I intend to do for the rest of my life. But at, and at the same time, it's, it solves a very practical aspect of what musicians, all musicians have to go to in figuring out how to make their ends meet and, and to support themselves financially because gigs come and go, as you know. Yeah. So, um, so lucky for me, that's something that I really enjoy doing. I come from a family of teachers and um, it just appears that I really do have a knack for it. So I really enjoy doing that. But here's my next question. This is a fun question. Okay, uh, come on, tell us, tell us about you off stage, like when you're not performing or teaching or anything. What do you enjoy doing? I am a anybody who knows me, and actually you've you've already interviewed one of my bandmates, uh, Tasia, um, with Venus. Anybody who knows me knows that I'm a nerd, nerd, nerdy, nerd, nerdy, nerd, nerdtastic, nerdy nerd. Especially when it comes to like sci-fi stuff. I'm the one that will go to Dragon Con dressed up like a um, Star Trek person. That's me right here. Yes. I, that's that's what I do. In fact, my bandmates... <laughs> oh, gosh, they're funny. So uh, my birthday was just in August, and um, and then my bandmates got me a welcome mat in my, from my townhouse saying, may the force be with you. That's... <laughs> 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 That is my nerdtastic nerd pleasure. So anything Star Trek, Star Wars, Marvel, DC, Walking Dead, I'm I'm here for it. All the well, you have your Marvel. I love Marvel. Yes, I, I'm also a nerd too. I my anime. I'm an anime fanatic. Come on, bring it. Yes, I am not the only nerd. Yeah, I nerds the world unite. Yay. Yes. Um, so do you have any advice for um, other aspiring uh, female musicians, whether young and old, and would that advice differ depending on their age? My advice is just to really be good at what you do. Um, I think that as, a, as female musicians and as, and as black female musicians, there's, you're always going to be walking. It's, it's, it's certainly getting a little bit better these days, but um, when I was coming up, you have two people that relate to you. Either they, they're condescending to you because they think it's a novelty and a gimmick to see a girl playing guitar, so they're a lot very forgiving of your skill set. You know, you play three chords and you're fine, you know? But yeah. then, and then on the other side of it, you'll have those haters that will hate you no matter what, and just like will always dog what you're doing or feel like any work that you're getting, you're getting just because you're a woman when you're just a guitar player, like everybody else that happens to be a woman and you're dealing with all this energy or they get pigeonholed into a, being a female guitar player. Or if you happen to play in a band that's full of women, oh, you're trying to gimmick yourself out there. And it's like, well, no, these are my girls and these are your musicians and we do this. There's always some added extra that I've experienced you being like being attached to being a female guitar player as opposed to a guitar player oh so so people say okay there's such a this is the baddest female guitar player around can you just say i'm a good guitar player 
you know but there's, <laughs> there's always there's always this thing that's out there that's added on to you that that it makes it seem like it's there's there's a if you have a really sweet gig or a certain thing there's a it's it feels like you know how it feels like this is a good example okay you're gonna love this it feels like in the world of you getting work that male musicians especially black male musicians i love you brother i'm gonna call you out call you right now black men are kind of like male musicians or just in general or just male musicians in general they'll look at myself or they'll look at any other um um female black female musicians that's playing out there and they'll it's almost like affirmative action like how white folks feel about black folks that have a have a get a good job and it's like oh they just got that because of affirmative action kind of a thing you yeah. know it, it, it sometimes i feel like that's the energy that we get unfairly and so we can't win for losing but the truth of the matter is we're just being musicians <laughs> and this is what where we are and this is what we do um so my advice, but just in general, my advice, getting back to your question, my advice for young um, female musicians is to really be good at what you do and never stop learning. There are some, sometimes you have, we're all in a growing pattern and you know, everybody's not fabulous when they first start out, but you, you want to always grow, grow, grow your craft. You don't have a whole um, library of, of music books in your house at your house that you don't you know look at frequently and and try to incorporate frequently then you know that that's not necessarily a good thing you you don't want to um you don't want to be lazy in in growing your craft because the best way to shut up those voices is just to go out there and jam every time and be undeniable every time and get the gig every time because you're good because when you're good, the, it, it being excellent at what you do um, hushes all the naysayers, and it and it makes you um, the, a proficient professional. Man, I'm sitting here like mm-hmm. jotting down these notes that you are saying right now because this, I'm really going to take this to heart as well because that's kind of inspiring me as well. Right. So I hope the listeners out there that's listening to this. Um, is definitely going to feel inspired and very motivated from the advice that you are giving to us right now. Mm-hmm. Most of us, we, out of all of us founders here, we are so gearheads. Mm-hmm. Was, can you tell us what gear did, like your go-to gear that you use on stage? Well, my go-to gear, I have a, a Fender, um, a Fender amp, like a Fender Blues amp. And I like the, the like the, it's like a, um, I used to have a 212 Marshall um, JCM 600 and that those are, that was just too big and heavy. But I do like the, um, my, I have a Fender Tweed and it has a, it just has enough, I like bottomy sounding um, gear and um, amps and stuff like that. And I play out of a, of a Paul Reed Smith 22 Sunburst um, electric. And um, I like, um, I like kind of meaty sounding guitars. I used to, I had a Strat, but I, you know, I was, I was, I had, I, I hocked it. <laughs> oh. I had my Strat and I just love that Strat. It was so nice, but you know, I had to pay the bills and everything. But um, I like Telecasters. I like 
I like strats with heavier strings on them. Um, I just don't like thin sounding guitars. And um, I don't like like thin sounding actual guitars or thin th- sounding sounds out of whatever amp and, um, and, um, and pedal pedals you use. I love boss pedals. Of course, you got to have the crybaby, you know. Yes. Um, but I'm not like a super, super, super gearhead. I'm very basic. You know, mm-hmm. I have I have two times I have two types of uh, of uh, of of distortions. I have, of course, the crybaby. Why I have I have, have a volume pedal? I have a reverb. I have a delay. And you know, occasionally I'll use a chorus or an octave pedal, but that's basically it. <laughs> you know, that's I, I I don't really delve too much into the the endless abyss world of foot pedals or line six stuff. But you know, maybe one day I will. But for right now, nope, that's all I got. It's just the basic the basic uh, essentials right there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, can you tell the listeners uh, where they can find you on uh, social media or anything? Yes, yes, yes. You can follow me on Instagram at Jam Girl Bliss. You can follow me on YouTube at youtube.com slash Jam Girl Bliss. That's J-A-M-G-I-R-L-B-L-I-S-S. You can follow me on Facebook at... Um, my, my. I have a um, Facebook page for my lessons called... J Bliss Guitar Studio. Mm-hmm. That's J J Bliss Guitar Studio, and also I have um um, um I, I have a um, Jam Girl Bliss Facebook as well. Well, there you have it, ladies and gents. I would like to thank Jennifer Bliss for joining with us today. And if you would like to uh, follow her in social media or any of that's an ATL or that's interested on guitar lessons from this talented woman make mm-hmm. sure you hit her up on social media and she will give you the details on that um, yes. also if you like to follow us as Fret Sisters make sure you follow us on Instagram at Fret Sisters and, or Facebook like our page Fret Sisters and also we have merch so Make sure you follow our Insta, uh, social media, for instance, mm-hmm. for all the information if you like to purchase any of our merch. So there you have it. I'm Sean Shoney, Sean Marshall, and thank you for listening. Are. Yes, girl. Thank you so much for having me. And this is a wonderful, wonderful thing. It's a wonderful age for women guitar players, I feel like. this. I'm seeing more and more young sisters going out there and really doing it and doing it well and I couldn't be more happy content and proud to be a part of such a niche but a growing um, group of young musicians that are that are really bringing some wonderful music out there I love it and it's wonderful and it's wonderful to have um, you know people like you and fret sisters that take time out of your life and your your um, and, and what you have to do to highlight these stories um, because they're important stories and I, I really appreciate everything that you guys are doing. So you take care and have a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful day. Uh, you too. 